You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BXB Bronx Baseball. Boo! Don't blow a kiss at me. Are you blowing a kiss in my direction? (laughs) Keith McPherson, Chris McMonagle, coming to you on this Thursday, July 20th, after your New York Yankees go 1-5 and five on that West Coast trip. The last time we potted, I was on the West Coast in Seattle. Brian Hoke was nice enough to join us, and we were in the All-Star break, not feeling too great about the way that the Cubs series ended, but I guess we had a little bit of optimism after they fired a coach for the first time in like 20-some years. And they bring in some new energy with Sean Casey. But you know what? That new energy right now is just potential energy. It hasn't translated. These guys can hit. These guys mm-hmm. can't pitch. They're setting records for strikeouts. They're making every pitcher look like an ace, giving them just the boost they need in their ERA and in their in their careers. The guy Silseth last night had a career high in innings and strikeouts i'd never heard of the guy i'm listening to susan say he's a triple a guy i'm like wow these yankees are triple a yankees they're so bad chris how are you doing um i'm pretty miserable i'm pretty miserable it's hard to be a yankee fan right now it's it's and you're right still seth i mean add him to the list of every you know canning or whatever is just every single pitcher that they've come across yeah i'm kidding (laughs) chase anderson like it doesn't matter who they face they're going to get not just, you know, I mean, it's not even like these pitchers are having a nice performance for them or a bounce back start or like, they are dominating. It's domination. The Yankees get dominated night in and night out by a guy who is a reliever mainly, hasn't thrown more than two innings all year. He comes up and he throws, you know, five and a third, 10 strikeouts. They strike out 42 times in this series, the most in uh, Angels history. And they had Nolan Ryan in his prime. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> I heard you say that last night. Yeah, I mean, it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing what what's gone on offensively. I mean, it's just it's hard to fathom how bad Rizzo is, how bad Stanton is, how bad Lemayhew is, how bad everybody is. Uh, you know, uh, Bader too. Let's not forget Volpe. Bader. He's been awful. Volpe has gone back into you know pre. Uh, you know, chicken parm. I hate the joke. I hate even saying it anymore. I'm so it's sick over. of it. But at least it's but over he, now. No one's talking uh, about gone, it anymore. He's gone back into that. Even you know, even the positives, which they were a couple. You know, Peraza comes up and has that game where he's five for five, and you feel like, wow, maybe he can come up and add a boost. And then he goes zero for eight with seven strikeouts the rest of the way. Even you know, you get you get the start from uh, Sevy and you feel positive about that. Not only does he have a good start, but he gets out of jams. He can, he, he dials it up to a hundred when he needs to, to get out of that jam. You feel better about that. And then of course the game goes the way it goes with the Otani home run. And, and, and like there's, it, you can't take any positives out of it. There's nothing to be excited about. Uh, and they're heading to, 
it feels like they're heading into the abyss waiting for judge. That's what it feels like. It's, it's, it's miserable. The one win that they got on this road trip, I was looking at it last night. I didn't say it on air, but it's like, as they're making all of these guys look like Sandy Koufax and Nolan Ryan and Cy Young, the one guy that they got to was Saturday, the, the guy Connor Siebold, mm-hmm. and his numbers are atrocious. Like, you're supposed to get to this guy, but you're supposed to get to all of these yeah. guys. So it's, there it's was, past. Go ahead. No, I'm saying you're right. There's, there was not a pitcher they faced in this six-game set. I mean, Sandoval had a, a good year like two years ago. But he's having a uh, his ERA was around four six or four five. There was not a single guy they faced over this six game stretch that they that they went one and five against an awful team and a subpar team. There was not a single guy that should have pitched the way he pitched. There's not a single guy they shouldn't have scored runs off. There's not a single guy that they shouldn't have been l- licking their chops heading to the plate instead of getting dominated. There's not a single guy. So, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, that they dominate. They they actually scored some runs against the guy they're supposed to score but runs that's off. that's not impressive is what I'm every saying. Pitcher, yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, I know. I know your point. I'm just saying every one of those – everyone everyone they faced was supposed to be one of those guys. The, the Rockies are a last-place team with – arguably the worst pitching in baseball, mm-hmm. their own park works against them. And the Yankees waltz in there with a uh, sellout crowds all three days. The Yankee fans travel. That's, that's the annoying part too, right? Because mm-hmm. on the road, the Yankees are giving the Rockies and the angels their biggest crowds of the season. And the Yankees are showing up and losing and you've got road crowds booing them. You've got road crowds chirping them, heckling them. Yep. <laughs> Uh, they can't get right right now. Yeah. And going into, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll start with the Rocky series. Going into the Rocky series, coming out of the All-Star break, I, I thought we felt good about things. Um, okay, maybe they maybe they want to go back to the All-Star break. Maybe they had too uh, many days off and got too comfortable because they, they seem like they're still in it. They seem like they're still asleep. So yeah. you lose the first game, and then you beat Connor Seabold in the second game and you have the rubber match with Garrett Cole on the mound and you're feeling good about that. Cole is the leading AL Cy Young candidate. Cole's striking out 11 guys. You're not supposed to lose on Cole day, but they find a way to lose. Chris, how do they keep finding new lows? How do they keep having the worst loss of the season? How do they keep finding ways to give up leads and blow games? Yeah, no, I know this once, uh, Ballyhooed, uh, you know, bullpen that even I, I, you know, no one said it more than me, best bullpen in baseball, you know, best DRA in baseball um, without even having like that one guy you felt was the closer, but everyone was coming in, doing their jobs. They have fallen apart, whether it's Michael King, whether it's the grand slam, you know, on, on that, uh, that terrible loss to Colorado. Clay I think Holmes. Clay Holmes, uh, Canely has not been effective now, three consecutive outings after starting his, his season, you know, unbelievably well. It's just, it's one of those things where bad teams, someone's going to get you. If it's not the starting pitching, it's the offense. If it's not the offense, it's the bullpen. If it's not the bullpen, it's the base running. And if it's not the base running, it's the defense. Some aspect of this game and some aspect of this team is going to lose the game for you. That's where they are. That's what bad teams do. And it doesn't matter who they're playing right now. They are going to find ways to lose. And and you mentioned coming out of the all-star break and with Casey. if, If you go back, and I know it's only two at bats, but the first game, Glaber hits a first line inning. drive base hit, 
And then Stanton hits a two-run home run, and the cameras immediately pan to Sean Casey, and he's in the dugout, and he's all excited. He gets up out of his seat, and like there was a brief moment of okay, they needed the, not necessarily that Sean Casey, you know, is, is suddenly changed things, you know, without playing a game yet, but the idea of they needed the break. They're playing two miserable teams here coming out. They get you know within the first two batters, they're up two nothing. Maybe this thing is starting to turn, and from that moment on. It has been as ugly and as bad as it could possibly be. It's 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 mind boggling where this team is right now. I, I I literally I know Yankee fans. A lot of Yankee fans will tell you how could you not see this coming? The offense towards the end of last year without Judge. I mean they're old. You should have seen this coming. Maybe I'm crazy. No, I didn't see. You're not crazy. There's no coming. way you could predict Un- Rizzo having the worst no. stretch of his career. There's yeah. no way. Another 33-year-old, John Carlos Stanton, you could predict him just being a homer here, a homer there, ground out, Nothing. strike out, Terrible. pop out. That's... DJ LeMayu is 100 points below where you expect his batting average to be. Mm-hmm. I give him credit because he did bounce back some this second half. Uh, he hit safely in consecutive games coming straight out the gate. But yeah. uh, you know, Volpe Mr. going yeah, backwards. Right. And um, you, you have to fill in the blanks with these guys like – Franchi Cordero, Oswaldo Cabrera, IKF. You're not getting anything from them. Um, they're in a bad way right now. Yeah. And and and, it, and then it's it, it feels so much like 2021 with the 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 ground balls in front of them, outs at third base. Just it, it, they're they're pressing. You can feel it. That's why I that's why I thought the the Casey hire to go back to that. Like I liked I didn't when they first, you know, fired Dylan Lawson, we talked about it. Like, I, I don't know what it does. Then they hire Casey, and I'm like, maybe he's just a field changer because the vibe is tight as a drum. And that's why I even like, you know, things like yesterday, you know, videos of of uh and pictures of of Volpe and Rizzo laughing in the in the dugout. It's like, fine. That's fu- I think they need more of it, as crazy as that sounds. I think they're tied as a drum. I think they're trying to make the play. They're they're running into mistakes. They're running into outs. I, I think they look, you know, they're they're afraid to get to two strikes. That's I and mean, you want to see a lot of early swings and at bats. It's because they're afraid to get to two strikes, uh, hitter after hitter. Uh, um, you know, I I think they are tight as a drum. They look awful. You know, the, every press conference is the same thing from Boone. You just can't stand to be around the team right now. It is it is as bad as it gets. And you're right. DJ LeMahieu went from the guy who got two hits a night to the guy that we're literally applauding that he got two hits in a series. Like it's it's unbelievable how 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 we have fallen as a team and a franchise. And I know, you know, they haven't won a World Series since 09. This is different. It's just different. Last year, as ugly as it got offensively at times in the second half, and it was all about Judge, they won 99 games in a division. We're in first place every single day. Like, this is not the same thing. This is just – this is a team that could very well miss the playoffs and could very well in the next few days put themselves in a position where – and I know a lot of fans are already there. I know, you know, your your guys at, at John Boy, I think they're already there. A lot of guys are already there where it's time to move on. I heard you a little bit last night. I think you were pretty much there where – I mean, you're talking about pairing off guys to shed salary and maybe get to a position where they'll be under the cap. Or you know what it was for, for me, Chris? More. That Ken yeah. Rosenthal article, I couldn't even <clears throat> right. read it. And I hope it's not true. It just doesn't make any sense to me that no. we're we're even that we're even considering finagling the uh, luxury tax and like 
stop that. Like that, yeah. that just came out of nowhere where I'm like, I'm off the roller coaster then. Like, I'm not going right. to ride with this team if the front office is actually thinking about saving a couple bucks here and there. The goal is the goal. The mission is the mission. The mission hasn't changed. It's mission 28, mm-hmm. right? And then to hear that, mm-hmm. oh, that you know, they're trying to, you know, save a couple dollars here and they're going to potentially move this guy for salary. I'm like, whatever then. Send Glaber wherever you got to go, uh, mm-hmm. wherever you can send him. Uh, Wandy Peralta, Luis Severino, whoever. Like, I'm I'm off the roller coaster because I'm always emotionally invested from opening day on. Really, first you know, pitchers and catchers. First uh, glimpse we get of them in February, I'm invested because I I hope that every year ends in a magic carpet ride to the Fall Classic and the Yankees do win the World Series. And in my own personal life, I've gotten closer and closer and closer to the Yankees organization, to more fans being on the fan being in things like that I almost never really imagined and that is a dream in itself but the nightmare is seeing this team play this bad and then hear that the organization is worried about their dollars their money when they just put a 25 million dollar patch on the pinstripes then you're reading like in that they they put that in the article they're like it might frustrate some fans knowing that they made 25 million dollars there but they're trying to save a couple million dollars at the deadline by by moving salary. That's where I'm like, I'm I'm out. I'm out. No, I hear you. John Boy and Jake did say in talking Yanks last night, they went live after the game. They're like, sell. It's time to sell. Now, I listened to your show as well, and I'll let you you go from here. Um, You made great points about like, okay, like one, you're not ready to punt on the season because you have players in their prime. I talk a lot about the fact that you have Judge and Cole in their prime. Stack right. the deck. You should yeah. be stacking the deck every time you get a chance to stack the deck. Winter meetings, like before the tra- you know season starts, trade deadline, free agency, you should be stacking the deck around players like that. But they're not. It seems like they will take shortcuts and tell us, oh, uh, you know, Franchi Cordero's back up instead of going to actually get a left fielder. And then mm-hmm. now when you read about the finances that, oh, you know, they want to get under this threshold to avoid a penalty. I'm like, this isn't yeah. what I signed up for. This is some new Yankee way that, uh, right. you know, I can't get jiggy with. I'm getting off the roller. Yeah, no. Listen, well, listen, I totally agree with you on when I saw the Rosenthal story, it pissed me off. And I know, uh, you know, Ryan uh, just let us know in the chat part of it. It's also we've talked about it, the patch, the extra $25 million they make. So if they're looking to make more money, everything's about more money right now. I, that pissed me off that story. But if you're talking about selling, right? If you if you're of the mindset that the team is uh, can't go anywhere, it's best to pair off stuff. That's what you're pairing it off for. Like I don't know what prospects you think you're getting. I don't think there are guys on this team in a position to move and stock the farm system with. Like I just, Wandy Peralta, Canley, Holmes. I mean, so it's a couple of the relievers. You can move Gleyber Torres. I don't know what kind of prospects you're getting for Gleyber Torres right now that you got to pay next year. He's having an he's having a nice start. Only one hitting right there. now. They're losing. I mean, but he's right. hitting. Right. So I mean, if you if 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 you show me there's a deal out there for Gleyber Torres where I really feel I'm getting back big time prospects, then maybe I'm into it. But if you, it's hard for me to. You can't at the same time be upset about the idea of getting under that luxury tax and getting rid of money because if you're if you're done with the team and wanted to sell that's the only reason to do it with the idea of them saving money that they will reinvest into the team next year like that's the only thought process i can't imagine it being a bunch of moves like you're not going to get Gleyber Torres for Chapman 
I mean, you're not going to get that deal. It's not. I don't think it's out there with the guys the Yankees have right now. So you're literally selling because, A, mainly you just feel the team is done, cooked. There's nothing they could do. Why even sell the slightest of prospects in hopes of improving this team when there's nothing to improve, even with Judge coming back? Or you're looking to shed salary. You're looking to make it easier for Steinbrenners to spend money next year. And for me, they should spend money next year no matter what happens with this luxury tax. I mean, they make they're they're evaluated at seven billion dollars. They make plenty of money, and you just said they're packing every ballpark they go to. And the, they played two series where it felt like it was a home series. Yeah, in, in both Colorado and L.A. And L.A. has Sho, Shohei Otani and their five hundred, <laughs> and it still felt like a Yankee ballpark. Yeah, I understand Colorado in L.A. They have the best player in the world doing magical stuff, and their five hundred. And it still felt like a Yankee home game. So the Yankees should spend money no matter what they do. If you feel the reality is they won't and they need to shed this out, like I'm just not at the point. And you mentioned it. I still have Judge coming back. He's running the bases. They're talking about him having to play DH. I think you're past the point of waiting for him to be 100%. I think they're looking to get him back as soon as possible. You got Cole having the best year of his career. You got, uh, as far as the Yankees, at least, the best Yankee season of his Yankee career. Uh, You got Nesta Cortez coming back. And you can go out and make trades for a couple of outfielders. They're three and a half games behind in the in the wild card. And I just I can't imagine just yet. Now, if they get swept by if if they get swept by Kansas City, if they lose two out of three to Kansas City and they get swept by the Mets, who've kind of had an offensive resurgence here over the last, you know, three days. If if it gets bad before then, before they make a deal, then fine. We're in a different if they're five or six games out of the wild card, I'm having a different story. But three and a half games back with those two guys in their primes, I'm not punting on the season. I'm the New York Yankees. I'll go spend money next year. And if that's not the owner we have, then let's find that out. Because it's absurd that he wouldn't be willing to spend more money to help this team. And if you look at free agency next year, I mean, besides Shea Otani, I, I did a quick search. It's like Jacques Peterson. It's Michael Conforto's having a yeah. nice year. But they passed like, on all the top free agents the last yeah, couple of years. Like there's this the shortstop market that was the last couple of years is not coming back this year. Like th- there isn't some great guy t- other than Otani to go out there and say, oh, we'll, we'll save money here and then attack offseason next year. I don't know what the offseason brings. I don't know what free agency brings. I'm not punting on a season where I have Judge coming back, who I still believe – you know, is the best hitter in the league. And I have Cole having the best year of his career. I'm three and a half games back. And as awful as this team is, if judge coming back helps them, which every time he play, they win, it does. <laughs> if they win. They it's still obvious win. how much of a factor he is. Cause they're terrible yeah. without him. They're 15 and 22 without him. Yeah. When he comes back, he changes their confidence. He yeah. changes the way the pitchers approach the entire lineup. Yeah. He changes the clubhouse. And, like, I remember when he did the, like, eyes looking over in Toronto and he told the media that he was kind of, like, looking in the dugout to kind of, like, see who was chirping and, like, you know, being the captain. I think he literally needs that role. I remember CeCe saying, like, who the hell are you? You, You're you're not the boss of everybody. But, no, he is. He's the captain. He's the best player. They all love him and respect him. And without him, they are are pressing. Like you said, they are tight as a drum. It seems like everyone wants to go up and hit a home run. It seems like everyone is trying too hard and when you try too hard you're swinging at pitches that hit you you're popping up you're striking out on pitches that like why are you swinging at that and the umpires don't give you any help you can you can count on that those umpires are not helping you out so a couple things you know talking about not punting on the season the hardest part for me is that i do feel like we're in a championship window and last year they were in the american league championship and Mm -hmm. i've said this on wfa and i'm gonna keep saying it 
teams do not win back-to-back World Series anymore. It hasn't right. happened since the Yankees three-peated. Right. So in knowing that, when you lose to the Houston Astros and they lose Verlander and they lose Gurriel and they lose whoever else they lost, a couple different pieces, why wouldn't you be going all in the next year saying, we can get back there and the big bad wolf is not there anymore? When I'm looking at this American League, I'm looking at the Rangers, I'm looking at the, the Rays, I'm looking at now the Orioles who have the overtaken the yeah. I'm looking at the twins. None of them scare me, Chris. That's the thing that pisses me off the most because I'm like, you're packing road stadiums. You have the greatest home field advantage in the Bronx. If you do get in the dance, that place is hard to play. And you do have the rotation. You do have the bullpen. You do have Judge coming back. And you do have a trade deadline in less than two weeks where you can improve this team. We've seen you go for it every deadline since 2019, 2018. I, I believe that can happen again, but I just like I, I get so frustrated on the no. nightly watching this team. And yeah. I said this and I'll pass it to you. I'm like, it's not being negative and it's not quitting on the team to watch the game every night and be like, this is absolute shit. This yeah. team sucks. They're yeah. not good. I'm just being honest with myself. It's- I'm just being honest. Like I watch other baseball teams being on WFAN. I have to watch the Mets now. Like this is Metsy. They're walking the whole ballpark. They're striking out a ton every night. The the Mets aren't even that bad. No, no, totally. I I don't know if the Mets have been this bad all year. I mean, no, right now the Yankees are in a place where they are as bad as any team in Major League Baseball. There's no doubt about it. You said it's not being uh, unkind. No, it's it's obviously honest. I don't know how you could watch this team right now uh, since, since really the St. Louis series. I mean, since then... They are the worst team in baseball. I don't know how you could argue. They that. haven't That's, won a series since they beat the worst no. team in baseball, the Oakland A's, who took yeah. the first game off them. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 as bad. And we can, you know, we can rehash what you're saying, and you're you're not wrong. The offseason is extremely disappointing. They didn't go out and get a left field, even though they said they should have. Um, they they didn't change the offense at all, and it was clear that there were issues with it uh, at the without judge towards the end of the season. But I mean, that's all in the past and we can be mad about it. And I am, but the fact of the matter is looking at this team now, I I think you're right about the American league. It might be tough to chase them down to win a division. I don't expect to chase down the Orioles, but if I get into a series and let's be honest, if they figure out a way to get the third wild card, they're going to play in the wild card series, the division leader, the division winner of the central who the Yankees would be, that team right now they're in that division. Yeah, so I mean 50 and 47 they, they have the same I, I understand the they I know they lost they, they lost the the season series to Minnesota and that was one of the first uh holy cow this team sucks kind of moment for the season that they they can't even beat the 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 Minnesota Twins but if they get into a playoff series with Minnesota or Cleveland they can't win that series and then they're in the ALDS and you take your chances. And I I, I agree that the Yankees hold on to the idea of it's a crapshoot way too much but on some level, it is a little bit, and I'd rather take that crapshoot and go after the idea of getting into that crapshoot than passing on a season where really all I'm going to do by giving up on it is save money, and I don't know how we'll spend it anyway. I don't know who there is to spend it on, I, I, and with Judge and Cole in his prime, I'm not passing on it just yet, not three and a half back against, you're right, uh, 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 an American league that, yeah, has some good teams, and I know this, uh, five starters from the All-Star game from Texas, they've never been in the po- – they have, they have no postseason experience whatsoever uh, i they just the yankees without judge playing some of the worst baseball of the season still took two out of three against them in in, in yankee stadium it feels like 100 years ago but it did happen and i'm not i just i can't imagine the idea 
of being so frustrated with the team that even in the position they're in, that we have to, you know, wave the white flag. I'm not ready to do it. I'm still looking to chase the idea of getting in and seeing what happens as opposed to, you know, I mean, if Glaber Torres brings you back big time prospects, if for whatever reason someone's desperate for a reliever and Clay Holmes gets you one of their best prospects, I'm open to some of those things. I just see it as pairing off salary, dumping everything I can, saying this team sucks, so I'm giving up on it, and not it's not worth it. I'd rather take my chances because I don't know how much better it makes them last next year. If 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 there's a plan where selling makes them much better next year and puts them in a position to be far superior than they would be otherwise, then I'm open to it. I don't see that. I, I, I still see it as the best option to not give up on a year and go chase it. As frustrated as I am, as terrible as the offense is, they play better with Judge. They can go at a couple of outfielders. They can add a reliever. I still think Rodon, it's three starts. As much as disappointed we are with him and as miserable as he was and blowing kisses and all that, if the, if the Yankees were under normal circumstances and playing okay, you go, all right, it's three starts. The guy had two injuries, a forearm injury, a back injury. He missed half the season. It's three starts. Like I, I'm not ready to just say, you know, Rodon is a bust. It's the it's Carl Pavano 2.0. Like this is where we are because of how bad the team is at the moment. But I'm not ready to say he's never going to be good this year. It's a miserable contract. It's 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 it'll never work here. He's thin skinned because he's blowing kisses. Like we learned a lot last night. We learned that he's a bust. We learned that he has thin skin and we'll, it'll never work in New York. Yeah. And we learned that, you know, he'll, it's just, it's going to be a gonna disaster. Tweet on his behalf. <laughs> yeah. It's going to, yeah. It's going to be an Anna Benson situation from the Cole fam, uh, from the uh, Rodon family. And it's just an absolute bust and everything about, about it sucks. He's got a, he's got a back injury that's going to force him to miss time every single year. Like that's what we learned all in one night. It's amazing how much you can find out uh, from one pitching performance. I'm not, th- I still think there's a chance he could be a, a dominant pitcher. I, and I'm willing to chase that as opposed to saving, you know, money in the owner's pocket. Yeah, that's I think all. I th- that's all it does. The fan base, and I can't speak for the whole fan base, and I don't attempt to. But I obviously read all the nonsense on Yankee Twitter, and then I, I have a phone where people text me and want my opinion, and people mm-hmm. listen to me, and I'm like, listen, my opinion is my opinion. You do what you want to do, think what you want to think, and what I think is, there are just there's just a lot of disappointment because sure. now this is a Yankee team that is fighting for. a spot into the postseason a wild card versus a Yankee team like you said last year that was in first place that was thinking World Series that got to the final four and uh, had a historic year from Judge and Cole showed himself in the offseason you felt like we were back you felt like we were close again did beat the Guardians and you know felt like all right you know the New York Yankees are the New York Yankees and then the next year, it's like we're going back to 2021. Yep. And I always say, hey, a race the year before, it's got nothing to do with this year, even if it is some of the same guys. But it, it's it's like there are, there are fans ready to quit on this year because they want to be right about Cashman. They want to be right about Hal. Yep. Hal with his comments a month ago, oh, I don't know why the fans are so upset in the third week of June. Well, now it's the third week of July, Hal. Like, you shouldn't have said that. No, and, I, mean, and I would I would think he would change his answer now. Third week of July. Yeah, no, now I mean, now I, he won't be. Now he understands. And yeah. then you know, Cashman, don't quit on us. Don't quit on us. It looks like the team quit on themselves. Looks yeah. like looks like they have nothing going on, and it's yeah. it's frustrating for fans that expect World Series because the team preaches World Series, and now we're actually you know the crap in the crapshoot. That's what I said last night. It seems like the Yankees are cool with being the crap in the crapshoot. Like yeah. let's sneak in. Let's get the last wild card. And hope we get healthy and hope we get hot. It's too hard to field a championship caliber team and be at the top for the whole season. It literally is like 
everybody's talking about the Rays. Oh, the the Rays hot start. They, and uh, you know, Evan Roberts, you know, knew it wasn't sustainable. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they just they, they let the upstart down. Baltimore Orioles, you know, take over the division. I, you know, it's I, I don't I agree with you. I, I hate the idea that that's where they are, but that's where they are. And I don't know if if Brian Cashman and the Yankees are okay with it to start the year, but I think they're okay with it now because it's better than the alternative. That's where they are. They're at. Let's get in and see what happens. It, it's it's it should be better than that. They didn't do enough in the offseason to make it better than that. And moving forward next year, it needs to be better than that. But today on July 20th, it's where they are. And I and I, so I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath and stomp my feet and say, this isn't the way it should be. This isn't the way it should be. It's the way it is. And I can either try and figure out a way to actually give myself a chance under the guise of being the third wild card and hoping it works out, which I hate, but it's better than let's sell – Let's get every. Let's get as much under the cab, uh, luxury tax as we can, so Steinbrenner has as much money next year, and we can all attack it then. Uh, and hopefully, it'll be such a disaster that they fire Brian Cashman, they fire Boone. You know, they bring in Jeter to run the team, Posada to be the bench coach. Uh, you Don know, Maddie, Don Manley to be the coach. hitting coach and manager. You know, I mean, let, I mean that. You know, let's just bring in all our favorites. Who you know, I I I love. I when I, my first baseball card I ever got was Pat Kelly. Maybe he could be the infield coach. Like you know, whatever whatever. Whatever we think really works, harken back to those 90 teams as much as we possibly can. I don't know what Zimmer's kids are doing, but maybe they're available. Uh, you know, it's just I I don't see that as the best path at the moment. And I think we need to just understand that, yeah, it sucks where they are, but they are where they are. And I'd still rather chase that small possibility than have a dead season. Like I, I can't wave the flag just yet, but we'll see what happens over the next couple of games. Again, they're facing a bad team. They're facing bad pitchers at home in the Bronx. Let's see if they can rally. And you know, if they if they sweep if they sweep Kansas City and and pull from within three and a half to one and a half, all right, maybe we're feeling different. Or if they get if they get worked and the same offense looks like the same offense, then maybe I feel different. But right now, as presently constituted on this Thursday afternoon or Thursday morning, uh, I'm just I can't wave the I can't wave the white flag. I just can't do it. I cannot I do it. Cannot do it. I, I hear you. And that's a, that's a good way to be. Um, I'll always be rooting for the Yankees. Even when they grind my gears, I'm still sitting there watching the game. And then when I can't stomach the game, I'm yeah. still putting John and Susan in my earbuds. I'm still, you know, like I'm still checking the at bat app to see, come right. on, did they get it going? Even of though course. they're not getting it going, I'm still paying attention. It's just how I watch baseball. It's how I came into baseball fandom. Yeah. They're super disappointing. But I, when I say I'm getting off the roller coaster, 2021 was such a roller coaster, and I r- rode it all the way until they crashed and burned in Fenway, and I was yeah. bummed for like the whole month of October watching sure. the postseason. And then the Red Sox go on a little bit of run, and I'm like, I hate the yeah. Yankees. And then they come out and they renew Aaron Boone, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, listen, and they might be destined for that. I, I'm, I have no misconceptions about how difficult a road this is. So it might end up being that, even and but I still think that's better. I'd rather have that. I, as miserable as I was after that, and I went with Evan, and you know I was there as he's singing, you know he's he's singing there. What's the Sweet Caroline? See, he's swinging, he's singing Sweet Caroline in my face as the Red Sox are pounding the Yankees and pounding Cole. I I would sign for that game right now over not caring about them September fifth. Like I, I, that's just how I am built. Uh, it's 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 part of the reason 
you know, people, especially now that I've, I've been doing the shows every night and everything, and we talk about it, like people are constantly asking me, why do you defend Brian Cashman? Why do you defend Brian Cashman? And I won't defend him for this year because I think his offseason was miserable. I think he's done a bad job since pile 2020. Pile of mistakes. Pile, pile of mistakes. mistakes. I mean, he traded for three injured pitchers at the deadline. How could I possibly defend that? Like he had, he's had a miserable go of it from the 19. The fact that he went on Chicago radio, Chris, yeah. I've been on no, the score 670. You. He could yeah. come on WFA with any of us yeah. when he kind of sneakily went on chicago <laughs> sports radio and said yeah. yeah our fans are spoiled in yeah. a way well i mean yeah he intimated i don't know he'd say that verbatim but you're right he kind of intimated that that it's hard to tell how the season went because all it is is anger and anger and anger and, I, yeah. and how, how far did we get we know how far you yeah. got bro we, i know we've watched know. you lose to the astros right. in the last three alcs's yeah so but i won't defend him for this team i won't and i haven't and i think my reputation precedes myself and people assume i do i don't he's done a miserable job i'm frustrated with brian cashman and if they let let him go at the end of the year i won't say a peep he deserves to be let go off of this season i've no if it finishes this way but part of the reason i defend him is because i'm sick to my stomach today and for 26 years that he's been the gm i've never been sick to my stomach on july 20th ever ever I have no idea with how to deal with this. It's like, tough. It's tough. It's this. I mean, I don't know what it's like to to have the idea of a of an August and, and September that don't matter. Like, I don't know what that feels like. And other teams that spend money, all right, maybe not always as much as the Yankees, but the Angels spend money. The Angels give contracts to Hamilton and Pujols and Otani and Trout, Rendon, Rendon. Like <laughs> there, you know, there there are teams like even Philadelphia before last year underachieving and having miserable seasons. I mean, the Mets have the highest payroll in baseball. They are seven games out of the third wild card. I mean, we've seen other teams spend money and have dead seasons, and Brian Cashman has never allowed it. So that's why sometimes I'll defend him because I don't know how to handle this. But I, it's his fault I'm dealing with it today, of course. And, and I, you know, it's 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 just miserable. And watching some of the things you see with the team, like I, – I, DJ LeMahieu is so lost that the last out of that Saturday game, or the Saturday game, the last out of that second game, not last night, he hits a ball on the nose to end the game. And I thought he roped it. And the outfielder took two steps and it was like yeah. a humpback line drive. And I'm like, he's zapped of everything. Like I had a couple of that, those this year. I thought he hit that ball as hard as you could hit it, and it's it goes nowhere. So I mean, and and Volpe, you know, in extra innings in the first game of the series. Two, an 0-2 count with a runner on third, and all you need is a base hit. And he swung rookie. so hard, he screwed himself into the ground. Yeah, he, he looked like Babe Ruth swinging from his heels on an 0-2 count with a runner on third and extra innings. Why? Why is that approach. the swing? Why is that the approach? Like there are just if there are things that boggle your mind and make you frustrated, but I, I still I still can't give up. I can't give up. Yeah, the team is flawed, and uh, oh, a couple of things before we. Flawed get we get out of here like we know that yeah. right um yeah if Bader is down oh. hit by pitch I expect him to possibly get tomorrow off because last oh, time he was yeah. hit by pitch in the uh, Orioles series in the middle of the series they gave him the game off mm-hmm. so him taking one to the ribs to the back to oh, it looked like he got hit right in his spine uh I was saying last night oh great now they're gonna have to run John Carl Stanton out in right field who can play out there but you don't necessarily feel confident with him out there no. you don't feel confident about him running to the ball there was a ball that dropped in like shallow right field where I'm like judge is diving for that ball, whatever. Yeah. Um, how about how about the Otani triple that it, it literally felt like it was rolling for 35 minutes? 
I thought Otani was going to be able to. That's disheartening stuff. That's <laughs> no, like that's when I'm like that's when I'm getting off the couch where I'm like, what's the no, use? I agree with you, Stan. As much as we all want him to play, that Otani triple was rolling forever. It looked like I was like, is Stan going to go get it? Like I know they have that. I know. I know they have that. Come into the picture. Like I know. I know. (laughs) I know they have that. Like round off that. Like round off outfield in the corner, and he was anticipating it, making that the roll all the way around. But my God, I could not believe how long it took for him to get that baseball. And Otani runs like the wind, so you got to know that you got to get that ball in. But uh, what was I going to say? So okay, Bader might be down. We don't know that injury status mm-hmm. yet let's fingers crossed that he's a gamer and that he plays i thought he was hurt when he was not running the first base yeah uh, and a lot of people talked about that michael k literally called him out that everybody should be hustling uh yeah. what else from this this is the last thing i wanted to ask you about oh so uh the little bit of levity <laughs> the little bit of joy that some yankee fans had i i was indifferent to it because i saw this guy strain his calf uh i think in the cup oh, series yeah. and so yeah, i yeah. knew there was something there Josh Donaldson's season could be effectively over. His time with the Yankees could be done. And some fans were excited because Peraza Palooza starts. Peraza yeah. gets called up. And uh, I saw people drawing conclusions about, oh, they said he wasn't ready. They said he wasn't better. Um, he had a 91.9 throw speed from third. And yeah. I saw a stat that uh, Donaldson and DJ have only thrown the ball up to like 84 miles an hour. So he's got a stronger right. arm. And then, obviously, after the first game where he gets on base five times, people are like, you were keeping this guy down the minors. He comes Mm -hmm. and strikes out the rest of the way. But what are your thoughts now that uh, Donaldson's out of there and Peraza, who played two games at third base in AAA, is Mm -hmm. now the new third baseman and our leadoff hitter? Right. Um, My thought is that, yes, Donaldson has played his last game as a Yankee. And even if the injury is not as bad as he seems, he seems to think it's worse than even the Yankees do. You know, when he talked, it sounded like he's really the idea of missing the whole year is is probable. I don't know why. Why revisit it at this point? It's done. He's gone. I was hopeful he'd have a bounce back year. He didn't. It's over. Uh, So Donaldson and all the Yankee fans, congratulations. He's gone. Um, Peraza, I, I still think. And I think Brian Cashman said this in a in a in an MLB uh, Network radio uh, interview he did with with Bo- with uh, James Bowden, uh, not James, uh, doesn't matter. Um, I think you treat third bases if you don't have one. I still think you would, if 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 there is a way to improve it at the trade deadline, I still think you do it. I, it's too tough for me to have the idea of two rookies playing left and short. I'm yeah. third and short on the entire left side of the infield. I don't I don't think you can go into that. So for me, I'm looking to add outfielders. If there's a third baseman available, I'm looking to add third base. And then Peraza is a bench player. And you know what? Him and Volpe split time at short. I'm uh, At this point, I'm fine with it. I, I don't know if you could just say, okay, our third baseman's now Peraza. Our third baseman's DJ LeMahieu. We have this roving thing because God knows we can't have uh, Rizzo in the lineup too often because it's getting to a point where – He's useless to play. So I, I think you still add an infielder. I think you add an outfielder. If Bader's hurt, you probably have to add two outfielders. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, I'm not I understand where they are and what they'll have to add. It add a closer be, for me too, please. Yeah, I know. A reliever. I mean, there's there's a <laughs> there's a there's a lot to add. Um, but you know, they they you know, in 17, they pulled off the uh, the Robertson and Frazier, you know, and uh Canely trade, you know. Uh they're going to have to do something like that where they're going to have to attack everything. So my answer is I like Peraza. I agree with you that it's a tough spot for him. I don't expect him to come up and light the world on fire, but he does play a great de- defensive third base and shortstop. I'm, I'm fine with him playing third base defensively. Yeah. Um, 
I, I just I don't know if offensively, especially the way Volpe has has reverted back into the shell. Can you really expect to compete this second half with them, those two guys as your no, two rookies? No. So I'm I'm open to improving third base and having one of those guys on the bench on a nightly basis. Um, if I can improve third base, if not, then yeah, Peraza is the third baseman every night. I want to see him. Uh, so I'm still open to improve that left field. Uh, I'm hoping Bader is just a day or two and that he didn't break a rib or something. We'll find out. But uh, yeah, nope. I I can't go if I really want to attack this thing, and if I really think they're gonna if you, if I'm if I'm Brian Cashman, I'm like, all right, forget selling. I'm going to try and make this team as good as it can be to win this final uh, uh, wild card spot. I can't go into it thinking Peraz is my starting third baseman and Volpe's my starting shortstop, and and that's my left side of the infield. Two rookies who just struck We're out still fourteen developing. times. You're not you're yeah, not challenging I mean, anyone in the postseason with two rookies on the yeah. left side of your infield that are that are still learning on the fly. Yeah. And and the last thing I'll say about it, you know, as we're looking at the uh, the Yankees, uh, you know, turn everybody into um, Tim Lin- Tim Lincecum. Um, <laughs> when you get to the postseason. You face their top three guys. So if you can't make your way through these random mm-hmm. bums that yeah. the uh, Rockies are putting out there and the Angels are putting out there, what yeah. do you expect to happen in a wild card round? Uh, yeah. And let's just stop there. Like you're not getting out of the wild card round against, no. um, I don't know if it's the Twins, Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray. Like you're not you're not getting to those guys if you can't get to Gomber and Caning and yeah. Silset. No team as is not good enough. That's that's plain and simple. Team as is not good enough. Uh, even with Judge, probably not good enough, although it, oh. it is dramatic how much it helps. But Judge, uh, you know, a new third baseman, a new left fielder, and another reliever, I'll take I'll, I'll take my chances. And I'm still I still rather do that. And I, I don't think it's gonna cost you like your top guys, your top, top guys. It might it'll cost you, you know, some prospects, no doubt, but I don't think it's gonna be you know, obviously Praza is off the table. I don't think Dominguez is a guy you would trade for some of the rentals we're talking about. Um, you know, unless Juan Soto becomes available, then you trade everybody and bring in Juan Soto and see if he's a game changer. Like that, that's a move I still would love to see happen. I, as crazy as I thought that we were getting Otani. I thought we were I mean, yeah, I, I listen, I'm it's on it's I'm open to it. I'm open <laughs> to it. I don't I don't necessarily th- I listen, I don't think it's gonna happen either, but I just I know your take on it is he has no interest in playing. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if well, he has a trade doesn't matter stuff. if you got interest, right? You, right, right. You get traded somewhere, but I just think it was a hilarious week that started with Buster yeah. only saying that yes. if the Yankees possibly yeah. would be the most well, motivated. Yeah, yeah well, everybody's I'm, I'm, most motivated yeah. to get the best player in the game. Well, I'm sorry, Keith. While you were out in uh, you know S- Seattle, some of us had five hours to kill. Yeah, All right, I know so, you had a ton of stuff. So, so I mean, <laughs> right you know, out the gate. Well, yeah, right. Well, you're out there, you know, r- rubbing shoulders with all the, uh, <laughs> you know, former Seattle uh, Mariners and Yankees. Uh, I was, I was trying to do five hours. So, excuse me if we played up the Otani role angle. <laughs> yeah, in theory, if the Yankees got Otani, there would they they would have to sit John Carlos Stan. Yeah. Um, well, that's, right. and, and and it's already come out. Judge is going to have to play DH. I, I think that's I obvious do. too. Judge is going it, to it, is he's Otani, so you do it because that's how good he is. But Soto fits the team better because he can play left field. I, and only be, not that he's not obviously better than Stanton or better than even Judge with a bad toe, and certainly what Otani is right at this moment. But I need all three of those guys good and in the lineup at the same time. So that the Otani makes that almost impossible. So. um 
Yeah. In a playoff series, maybe, but not down the stretch of the year, they're not going to be able to run those three guys out in the same lineup very often. So it's not like you plug Judge in right and plug Stanton in left. Not with Judge's toe, not every night, and not with Stanton's inability to play the outfield every day. So even with an Otani trade, it it, it becomes a shuffle. Nothing is perfect, but I'd, I'd still rather do that than give up. Yeah, I think the Angels, who lost like 11 out of 13 coming into the Yankees yeah. series – Beating the Yankees, sweeping the Yankees, and getting a game over 500 and closer to the wild card hunt. I don't think they're trading this guy. I think they're yeah. keeping this guy. And uh, you can hope for Juan Soto, but ex- expect Randall Grichuk or uh, yep. Dylan Carlson, or yep. maybe both of those guys. And uh, yep. we've only got uh, a handful of days, like 12 days or something, until the deadline now. Uh, we'll be back with another podcast after this homestand well after this royal series i think we could probably get a pot in on monday yeah. depending on the time obviously you know chris is doing the overnight there's a, there's a day off between the Mets series too so. yeah we'll we'll figure out either monday or tuesday or monday or thursday in this med series i'm dreading because of the yankees lineup if they yeah. don't make a trade before then and they roll this lineup out there they're gonna face verlander and quintana and those two guys could obviously shut down yeah this lineup and if you lose those two games to the Mets the Mets take the season series IKF could shut down the Yankee lineup let's let's be let's be totally honest oh I know they they make everybody look like a ace it's 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 actually concerning it's you're right it's it's they look like aces they look like the best pitcher of their staff they look like they dominate it's not even like strikeout kings like wow everybody go get your career high and strikeouts yeah I know it's un- it's not even just like hey that's a good that's a good start to hopefully turn things around for Chase Anderson. No, it's like wow, Chase Anderson just had the game of a season. Like every I'll single say this night before we close cuz I have been listening to John and Susan cuz I can't bear to like keep my eyes on the game. John and yeah. Susan are like, you know, when a guy pitches well, you tip your cap to him, but you can't tip your cap to every guy you face. No, no it's true. I, I I do think there were a handful of guys. Like um, I actually thought uh, Griffin Canning did have a good game, and the ump was giving him two inches off the plate. But no, it, there's no excuse for for the way things have gone here against starting pitching. It there's just no. I mean, I know all pitching, but it seems like whatever runs they do score, it happens to be off the bullpen. They the the starters that roll that they have rolled out that have dominated the Yankees. It's to go one and five against the starting pitching they faced against the teams they faced. It's I, I can't remember a low point this low in a yeah. long time. So here comes another time. last place team with a bunch of bums starting against the Yankees mm-hmm. in the Bronx. Uh, need this series should sweep this series, but they don't sweep teams. So mm-hmm. just take two out of three. All right. That's all we've got. BXB, K-Mac and C-Mac. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're talking about the baseball in the Bronx, the New York Yankees. Subscribe to the pod, and we'll see you next time.